Welcome to Holy Cow and Cubs Podcast. Um, this is a special episode. Um, as many of you know, uh, John Arguello, founder of Cubs Den, the first guy to give me a chance to write, um, died last week um, at losing his battle with cancer. And it was hard on all of us that worked with him, and it was hard on everyone on Cubs Twitter that, you know, he reached out to and all the people that read his stuff. And, of course, especially to his um, wife, Stacy, his sister, Sandra, and everyone in his family, who obviously have had the most to deal with. But I, I wanted to honor John because he did so much for me and so much for everyone else. And I was trying to think of a way to honor him, and I thought I would talk to the staff at Cubs Den and just, you know, talk to them about John and how he helped them and all their memories with him. So I have a series of interviews with the people of Cubs Den, and they're just going to talk about the many ways John influenced them and stuff. I don't want to talk too much about my own story. A lot of it will be in the um, interviews I talk about my you know, being picked up by him because I told the story before on here. Um, I was just a commenter to someone that would read the site and stuff and he gave me a chance to do fill-in recaps and then kept giving me more and more chances to write and really helped me become a better writer and was very generous with his time with me, but I'm going to talk more about that in the interviews. Um, we I interviewed everyone from Cubs Den except Miles Phelps, who was traveling and doing a great work with the GoFundMe page for John to raise money for um, John Lester's Never Never Quit Charity for Children's Cancer, and. Miles set out a goal. Of, he worked with the Cubs organization, actually, who have been very nice and very kind through all this stuff. And um, they raised over $8,000. And they're still raising money, actually. When I put out this podcast, I will give a link to the GoFundMe page. So if you want to donate in John's honor, you can. Um I just wanted to put this together to, you know, just show how John has touched so many people. And I know I'm going to miss talking to him. And I hope you enjoy this. And I hope his family enjoys it and can listen to it and feel good about all the stuff that John did for so many people. Um, I guess we'll go to our first interview is with uh, Dan Travis, um, you know him as Northside Irish on Cubs Den, but he writes a lot of the rumors and stuff. And I asked him what I asked everybody in these interviews to start, just how did they start working at Cubs Den? So here's Dan. We both, uh, we both write for Cubs Den, and obviously we lost John this weekend, and then it's been really hard for everybody. And I just wanted to have everybody on to like, I don't know. I just want to talk about like some talk about John and everything that he's done and, and all he did for all of us. So I guess I'll, I'll just start with that. How did you get started with Cubs Den? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was kind of a, kind of just a lurker in the comments for a long time. I was way more active at a couple of different Cubs blogs and, uh, yeah, I had a couple of rough experiences with some of the commenters at uh, one of the other big sites and just kind of stopped going there and started spending more time at Cubs Den. And it just uh, was so civil, you know, it's, you know, you know, first of all, you should never read the comments, but if you're going to be in there, you know, it, it needs to be a safe space. And John always kept it that way. And, you know, people, you know, people could have arguments and, you know, but it was it was civil. That's the best word for it. And you know, I, there was people who were you know trying just trying to troll or trying to get reactions and things. And 
John would definitely step up and, you know, put the hammer down on that. But I always thought it was amazing, you know, the same people over and over again would, you know, be trying to rile people up or, you know, join using multiple names and things. And he always kept it under control. And you know, the amazing thing was to me, after all these years, he told me he'd only ever banned three people total. Uh, you know, I was ready to ban about three per week, but, you know, he... He wanted everyone to have a talk and everyone to play, you know, have their voice heard. And that was, just, you know, that just struck me as this is a, you know, this is a good place to be. But I just hung out in the comments for a while and, you know, started just putting in things I'd read other places or, you know, copying stuff from Twitter and putting it in there just to share with people. And then him and uh, Mike Moody came to me and asked if I wanted to start contributing and just doing the same thing, taking rumors I'd seen other places and and you know, adding it in and kind of sharing with everybody. And, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a big honor. You know, I didn't even know he knew who I was. And, um, you know, just uh, you could tell he knew so much about baseball. And I was, I was like, I'm not sure I belong here. So it was, uh, you know, it was really kind of him to, he'd never seen me write anything beyond a comment in the post. And, don't want to give me a chance so i uh i'll always appreciate that because you know i don't i don't get to write for fun very much this was always a lot of fun yeah that's i was gonna my story was actually very similar to that where i was just in the comment section too uh, because you know it wasn't great like it stood out from a lot of other websites like like this isn't like all the other websites and when you first read it and i was in the comment section too and I think one day on Twitter he was saying he needed he was doing like a minor league re- recap and the recap of the um, Cubs Padres game and he didn't know if we'd be able to do both so I was like I'll do it for you <laughs> and he actually let me do it and it was like I started weaseling my way in and kept asking for more chances to write and he just kept giving them to me and I was like okay I've never written anywhere before this is I can't believe he's letting me do this. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, we've seen some of the people he hired. You know, Jesus, I'm still not sure why he left Devs on there, but, you know, he gave people a chance. And, you know, it's, it's crazy when we were looking through, uh, we had that group chat going on Twitter of pulling in some of the former people. And it's like, my God, these guys are at BP and, you know, writing for all these other sites. And they started there. And John never left, you know. He kept doing this because he loved it. And, he branched out and, you know, did the 2080 stuff, but, or 80, you know, sorry, but, uh, you know, all these other people, he and they moved on to other things and he, he stuck around for, for us and, you know, this is, this is what he liked. Yeah, it was kind of amazing, like, and he had opportunities to be a lot of places and make a lot of money and he never did. He stayed no. there. He, it was amazing. He found something that made him happy and he stuck with it and, you know, we're all better. We're all better off for it because we got to, you know, hear you know this this person who knew so much more than us just shared it all with us, and you know, kind of, you know, I've seen so many people comment in the last few days that he was the kind of the voice of voice of us all through the rebuild because you know people wanted to jump on these big free agent signings and you know John saw the process and he saw all these young guys and he knew what was coming. He's the one who kind of you know talked us off the ledge. You know, yeah, he could have. He could have jumped to a bigger site or, you know, done something different to make a lot more money. You know, this is what we loved about it. This is what he loved about baseball is, you know, seeing these young guys and, you know, seeing it all come together. Yeah. And that was another thing I was going to ask you about, too, is that he was, with me at least, he was always very generous, like, giving me, like, telling me what to improve and helping me work on my writing and stuff. And I was, like, amazed that he would do that. And, I don't know if you had any of that, too. Uh, a little bit. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, what I was doing was, you know, is only barely writing. It's, you know, it's taking what people smarter than me are hearing or thinking and kind of sharing it with the world. And, you know, there was parts of you tell me, like, you know, hey, maybe tone this back or, you know, let's stay away from that. Um, you know, things like that. But, you know, he always, you know, he always told me that, you know, just to... You know, to, to be myself and to just, you know, he's like, you know, he said, oh, said I had a unique voice in my writing. That's just a little sarcastic, a little deprecating and, you know, 
um, he kind of liked it. It wasn't, uh, you know, I think it just, I don't know, tickled his fun or something. But, you know, he, always, he gave me ways to improve or to say things better, you know, for sure. But, yeah, uh, you know, he also just kind of let me be me, which is, you know, all you can ask for. Yeah. And that was the one other thing I was going to add, too, is uh, we had these group chats on Twitter that were really, like, really great for the Cubs Den writers. And there's lots of talk about the private jet and the company yeah. yacht. And I always enjoyed that. Uh, I'm not even sure where all that started. I, you know, I, it might have been moody. Um, yeah, it just kind of became a running joke of, you know, we're all going to you know, who, who got the keys to the company jet and everyone just kind of put them around and just this, you know, ridiculousness that, um, you know, he just joked with me that, you know, he said, ah, what is, he said somebody gave us all the same rate, you know, no matter how many clicks we got. Yeah. So that was zero. <laughs> That's right. It's always zero. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd offer to double my rate, you know, yes. like that. We had a good one. So, you know, it, it was funny. And, I, I always, you know, I always felt like I was closer to the people in the in the comment section than I was to his level, and you know, it just kind of, I don't know, it'd be like being invited to sit at the cool kids table or something. But you know, yeah, that is amazing. what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, you get called up to the show. That's right. But, yeah, it's like we're just in the comment section, and like, yeah, we're just in the comment section, and we're getting. You're getting the, the old the finger coming down and tapping you the shoulder and you're coming up. You've been promoted from the from the from the comment section. I know. I, you know, I kept waiting to be demoted, but um, no, he you know, I don't I don't think he had it in him, you know. I know now and then he someone would send in a submission wanting to write a for the site. You know, he'd tell me how much he He'd hate when he got a bad one because he knew he had to tell somebody that. And um, even then, you know, these are people who just kind of would submit things to him, and he'd, he'd give them feedback, and he'd take time to read it, and critique it, and you know, tell them to keep trying. But you know, he, yeah, <laughs> man, he um, he was so generous with his time, with his you know, his ability to to, to do all this writing, and you know, people he didn't even know. You know, I. It's funny, I I only met him a couple times, but he, uh, you know, I talked to him a couple times a week for years, and, it's, you know, it's just so weird that this guy, you know, had such an impact on all these people, and so many of, you know, one of those things I keep seeing is people saying, I never met him, I never even met him, but, uh, you know, people who did, it was like, you know, felt like they should be asking for his autograph, because he was like this, you know, cub block superstar to all the rest of us, and like I said, I feel closer to those. You know, that's more my level than, than his. So yeah, and like I never even I never met him in person, but just talking to him and stuff and Twitter and everything, it just you just felt like he was like like a really like like you were best friends with him, even though like even when you never met him, it was just amazing. Yeah, he just had that way of you know he he's so much smarter than the rest of us when it comes to this you know to baseball and prospects and things he never you know he would he wouldn't even he would never say that he never made me feel like it but you know i'd ask him questions and you know he'd be so patient and just talk through things with me and mm-hmm. you know explain to me what makes someone a good prospect or what he's you know what he likes to watch for when he go to the fields and you know just he took so much he gave up so much of his time to just you know to to do those kind of things to you know help me improve my knowledge and I think you know. I think that's what he loved about all this was that he got to, uh, you know, he had this thing he loved and he got to share it with people. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and I know I'll always be grateful for everything he did for me, and I'm sure there's many many other people that feel the same way. Well, I guess I will move on to the. But thank you for for saying that, and I know it's hard for some people like to even talk about it so thanks for coming on and saying that stuff about him yeah I, pre- I appreciate the uh the open mic here because uh you know, we've seen just by the outpouring of uh comments on twitter and things just you know how many people he impacted and you know it's important that you know this is out there and i don't get a chance to grieve a little bit 
Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, Sean. Next, we have um, Michael Ernst, who does a lot of the minor league material for Cubs Den. How did you start writing for Cubs Den? Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, I had uh, been a long-time reader, and um, long before I even started commenting on the site, uh, I had uh, long. Uh, I, I'd had some bad experiences on other sites where you know it, the, this the community always seemed to turn toxic, and I had kind of just sworn off of uh, trying to contribute anymore. It just it just didn't feel worth it to me. But I found Cubs Den and kind of lurked for a long time before um, I actually ever commented. And uh, I just kind of kept expecting, you know, as the uh, as the blog grew and more and more people started reading that eventually the uh, the conversations in the comment sections would deteriorate, but it never really did. Um, and so I kind of got the, the, the idea that I might give it one last try. Um, but the thing that really kind of drew me in, uh, was the minor league coverage that John did. Uh, it was beyond anything that anybody else was doing. Um, and that was always something that I had the most interest in, um, and so as the uh, rebuild kind of started kicking off and the organization itself started um, focusing more on the minor leagues as well and the, the prospect pool grew, I uh, felt like uh, as somebody that uh, was not only interested in it, but at the time I um, – with the Cubs, uh, a lot of the young players in the Midwest League at the time, uh, it was an area where uh, I had access to many of the stadiums within a short drive, and so I was able to get a, a firsthand look at a lot of the players that people were interested in, and so I just decided to take the dive and start commenting um, and providing my my views on the players and. John was always very encouraging of my input. Um, I think he sensed, you know, that it was something that I was, you know, more interested in than, than most of the fan base who was more focused on the, you know, the, uh, the big club. Uh, and uh, I guess kind of make a long story short, uh, um, a few years back, uh, I met John in person for the first time at uh, uh, the UA game uh, at Wrigley. Uh, I think it was, I think Mike actually, Mike Moody had uh, mentioned uh, the same day in one of his uh, remembrances here where it was the first time he met John as well. Um, and yeah, I think I, I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that. So, uh, yeah, I, and so that I had met Mike there that day as well at the uh, at the bar before the game, and uh, um, you know, so that was kind of my first face to face talk with John, where we, you know, kind of got to dig into some of the pro- prospects, and uh, you know, then at the game, uh, you know, he spent you know time with everybody. You know, he tried to divide his attention as much as possible, but you know, I got to have a nice. Uh, he sat with me for an inning or two and during the home run competition that they had prior to the game and you know we discussed the prospects and um, you know we found that we had a lot of similar views on guys and on the um, rebuild plan itself Um, it was something that we both had uh, desired the organization to uh, do for most of our lives it was something that we uh, really wanted uh, to see come to fruition and uh, to have the organization stay true to it and see it through and not you know become short-sighted at any point but we both seem to have a lot of confidence in the time that uh, the front office would uh, complete the plan 
Um, and so, uh, it was after that, uh, encounter there, um, where John, you know, ended up moving to Arizona the following year. And so he wasn't going to be able to, uh, attend the UA game the following year. And with, uh, the Cubs still drafting high at that time, he still wanted to provide some coverage for, um, the prospects that would be appearing at the UA game with the potential that the Cubs might actually select, you know, some of the players involved. And so he asked me to do a guest post um, covering the game. And so that was my first article with Cubs then. You know, down the road, uh, when John was first diagnosed with cancer um, and uh, he was unable to um, kind of handle the, the, the day-to-day uh, recap of the minor leagues that, you know, we had all come to enjoy and expect and there were people in the comments sections that uh you know were obviously understanding of the situation that john was in and you know certainly weren't complaining but there were people that you know had mentioned you know oh i really miss the daily minors recap and so i just kind of took it upon myself since i was watching the games anyway and you know i had my own views and you know, lists of the prospects and that uh, to uh, uh, kind of do mini recaps every day in the comments section itself. Um, and uh, after about a week of that, uh, I can't remember if it was John, uh, I think it was actually Mike uh, at the time who was you know, still pretty involved with the, uh, the Sabre stuff that he was contributing. Uh, he reached out to me and he just said, Hey, you know, if you, if this is something you'd like to do, um, you know, we could certainly use, you know, the help for the time being while John was recovering. And, uh, and, uh, so they extended that offer to me to, to, uh, handle the, uh, the recaps on a, you know, on a part-time basis for the, the rest of that season. So I did, uh, go ahead and, that point start uh filling in whenever necessary john if i remember correctly near the end of the season he did come back and start doing some of the recaps um and then yeah, yeah. Was then uh you know in the off season he uh was uh, very uh, encouraging for me to uh assist with some of the other things and i think that off season i helped uh write some of the capsules for the Cubs then top prospects lists uh, and then uh, the following season he you know he was still going through some of the recovery but you know he was feeling a lot better and he wanted to uh, take back over the you know the daily uh, uh, minors recaps because it was you know, certainly something that he always really enjoyed I mean, I mean obviously he always had an affinity for the young guys and it was something he really loved and so you know, obviously that was something I was you know certainly wasn't going to stand in the way of John Re- you know, taking that back over uh, but he was very gracious and you know, he said uh, hey uh, you know if you want to go ahead and you know he was still not 100% at that point he was like oh you know why don't we maybe split it up and uh, I kind of handled the uh, the AAA and the uh I think the triple a and the double a games at that point he just kind of handled the the lower levels and so we- but the way he like told you how to you know improve your writing and stuff he was always very oh, good absolutely. about it he never made you feel bad or no, anything no, no. He, you know he had sent me many emails about uh you know hey you know i i know it's you know a a, a big time commitment and um but and, and if it's too much for you, you know, you know, certainly let me know. And, you know, he would, you know, you know, take it back upon himself and, uh, or, you know, if I only wanted to do it on certain days, you know, that would be fine too. But he was, you know, he was always very upfront. He was like, Hey, I know, you know, the players, I know, you know what you're talking about, but what you're doing is basically, he was like, you're basically just doing a recap of the game and you're providing some stats and it's basically you're basically providing very little information beyond the box score 
and he's like, I, you know, one of the things that I think the readers have come to expect with these is, you know, more access to the scouting reports and some of the things that go beyond, you know, what they can see in stats. And, you know, I need you to be able to provide that. And he's, he was always very strong. He's like, you know, I know you know how to do that. And I know you know what needs to be done. But it was just one of those things where I just, you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't able to get it out on a daily basis on, uh, um, you know, up to the quality and the standards that you know needed to be done. So it was, you know, in a way, uh, you know, especially as I look back on it, in a way, I kind of felt I needed to go back down to the minors myself. And uh, so yes. John, uh, you know, he, you know, and it, you know, the other uh, fortunate thing about all of it was by that point. John was feeling much better and he was, you know, ready and raring to go to kind of take that back over and he wanted to do that. So it turned out to, you know, I think to be good for everyone, uh, you know, not just for John and for the readers, but, you know, for myself as well. I was able to step, take a step back and actually look at writing and, you know, really examine, you know, the advice he was giving me. And, uh, you know, he was absolutely right. Um, and so, you know, it, it, I was able to rededicate myself on a smaller scale, um, and I started writing, I think it was that, at that point where I started doing, like, the statistical updates, but then also, you know, using those as a platform to kind of provide my own input on, uh, you know, what I was doing with the players. And I think for whatever reason, it just allowed me to kind of refocus and, um, uh, you know, maybe not with not having to do do it on the daily basis to be able to, you know, it, it helped me identify what I, you know, I, one thing that was nice to hear from him was, you know, he did tell me, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how far your writing has come. You've been doing a lot much better job with it and trying you know a lot of encouragement for me and, and I I kind of wish in the last week I was on vacation and um, you know I wasn't I kind of warned everybody I wasn't going to be able to probably keep up with it every day but um, you know I knew there'd be a couple of travel days where I wasn't going to be able to get to it but then uh, I actually ended up leaving my laptop in a hotel room. I didn't notice it until I was in the next city. And so I was yeah. without it for a couple of days, and I eventually backtracked and picked it up. And I was like, oh, you know, it was, it was, it was getting to me that I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, put out any articles for a couple of days, and I knew it was something that people would be missing, and you know, I at least told myself I was like, oh, I'm sure John's missing it too. And I, I picked my laptop back up and uh, drove back to the. I was actually down in Bloomington, Illinois, for the Illinois Shakespeare Festival, um, and I had I had left my laptop in Chicago. I, I was in town for the, the Crosstown game. Uh huh. But I drove back in, picked up my laptop, drove back to Bloomington, sat down at a coffee shop. I'm like, oh, I got it. I'm going to put together a big article, go back through over everything that I missed the last couple of days. And I sat down and I started writing it. And that was when I saw your, your post. Uh, yeah. And uh, I just kind of stopped what I was writing. And you know, at first I was just numb, but I just, at that point, I just started jotting down some of the things that you know come to my mind and what John meant so, uh, yeah, so that's how I ended up posting what I did on, on Saturday yeah and it was it was really good too I encourage anyone out there to go read it I honestly wasn't really even thinking straight at the time and uh, it didn't even occur to me until I don't know, probably even a couple hours after I posted, I was like, Ugh, you know, I'm sure everybody else probably is going through the same thing. I'm sure they all have other things, you know, that they wanted to to say. And then, um, 
but uh, yeah I mean I was you know I, I posted that and then you know I had theater tickets and it was uh, it was just one of those weird things where you know it was a comedy and I really didn't want to go but I was like I've driven all this way you know it's Shakespeare John loves Shakespeare you gotta you gotta go so I went but <laughs> you know and by the end of it I was you know at least able to enjoy it and I did laugh which was which was nice but then it was to the point where I was like oh, I don't even feel like staying in a hotel I just want to home so I think I ended up driving home and I got in it probably two or three o'clock in the morning and that's when I you know then that's when I started seeing the, you know, the emails from you guys you know about organizing you know for the tribute for John this week yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll end on that. And thanks for coming on. Sean, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, John obviously meant a lot to all of us. I think. Yeah. He gave a lot. He gave opportunities to a lot of people who, you know, I think probably never expected it, and it was a, a big boost to a lot of us. So. Yeah, it really was. And, but I guess we'll just—I guess we'll have to yeah, carry yeah, on. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll do yeah, him proud. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to that first post of getting back to the routine, and you know, I think I think it'll be good for everybody. I think it's one of those things where I think John would want us to to keep going with it and. You know, hopefully we can make him proud with it. Yeah. And I guess we'll yeah. end on that note. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Next, we have Sam Fells, who writes the Anarchist Brunch, and who took over for his late great brother, Adam, who was the first Cubs Den recapper. How did you uh, start working at Cubs Den? Uh, um... That's, uh, I took over from my brother, uh, who used to do all the game wraps uh, for a few years and did the uh, Sunday Anarchist Brunch, uh, so I took over for him. Uh, our, 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 John actually asked me to uh, take over him, and that was in July of 2014, and I've been doing the Sunday, Sunday Anarchist Brunch ever since. Your brother's recaps are very good. Yes. They're must-read. When I first got on... Cubs Den, that was the main thing I read, so... Well, they were very unique. They were certainly in his voice. The grammar was awful, um, but I guess I can't criticize him on that because my editing is not much better. <laughs> yeah, and now, um, so uh, I guess talk a little bit about your relationship with John and everything, um, like, um, as... Yeah, I'll just well, let you go. You know, I only met John in person once, but we talked a lot uh, via email. I, I get the impression that's how a lot of people knew him, but uh, he was very, very generous and very kind to me. Um, we started talking when my brother was, was doing all the raps, and I'd sort of email with him just to kind of, you know, go behind my brother's back to make fun of him. But his uh, his wife was uh, one of the first season subscribers I had over at my hockey publication, The Committed Indian, back when it was called then. So John would email me to tell me how much he was enjoying it and how much it had helped him sort of get into the Hawks and hockey as well. Uh, and then after uh, my brother passed, John emailed me every day uh, to, to check up on me, to see if I needed anything, you know, with working on the blog or just to talk, uh, any points I might need um, for anything to help out on the blog. He, he loved my writing. He always, he always uh, wrote to compliment me on it, and uh, his Cubs knowledge obviously was beyond beyond anything I've ever seen. You know, he, I remember when I first started reading Cubs Den before my brother even started writing, and I, you'd read all these things about the prospects, and you're just like, where does he find the time? How does he do this? You know, and and he was always right, and he just loved it so much. And uh, you know, you kind of, at first you're like, boy, this guy's got to get a life, but then you come to realize, you know, it's his passion and it's what he loves and. And it was just so impressive how, you know, it was the first place I remember going that had the full-out breakdown of, of the Cubs' farm system, which is what we needed back then because the Major League team was so terrible. 
so we needed something to believe in and he you know he had all the information and i the depth of it was just startling yeah it really was amazing that he'd have like hundreds of players know all their traits and all their like like you could ask him about any player and instantly he would give you a rundown of that player it was amazing and it was before he moved to mesa i mean he lived here in the area so it wasn't like he was at spring trading or at the Arizona Fall League. I, mean, I know he took trips and all, but my God, it was it was it was startling. Yeah, and uh, that was this you um, when you wrote the tribute today on Cubs Den, you were talking about a certain story with Jeff Garland that yes. was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, my brother sort of got into it with with Jeff Garland, and I thought I was defending the family name and, and our right to free speech by tweeting at Jeff Garland and yelling at him. You know, I wasn't associated with Cubs Den back then anyway, so I didn't think I had anything to lose. But John just, you know, emailed me and calmly and neatly explained everything that was going on. And, you know, he's so much smarter than me, so that argument didn't last very long. He, he left me with nowhere to go. And that's that was the first time we ever had contact. And, you know, we, he explained that he really liked what I did, respected what I did. And I told him the same about what he did and we kind of blew out any fuse that uh, might have been there any any uh, animosity and from then on we were we were in semi-regular contact but yeah so for those who don't know not only was he an incredible baseball writer incredibly nice man great arguer uh do not you should not have gotten in a debate with john because you would have lost yes for sure and he kept a very civil atmosphere on cubs den but if anyone really was out of line he would argue them into a corner and that would be the end of that poster's uh negative attitude yeah definitely it was uh you never had any of the problems we've had that's for sure <laughs> yeah and it, it, it is amazing because i've been on a lot of a lot of other uh blogs and stuff too and seen them and none, almost none of them were like that so it's it's really a testament to all he did mm-hmm. absolutely um, I let me. I'm trying to think of any other things I should ask you about him. Um, no, sometimes you would. I always like your stuff because you don't care. You just go for it when you write articles. And did John? Did John ever have a like a problem with any of your brunches, or was he always no, fully on board? I don't recall getting a single email. Um, I swore once on one, and he doesn't. He didn't like that. So that was the only email I got. I didn't. I didn't know there was a no profanity at all rule uh, on Cubs Den. And anyone who reads my hockey stuff or my stuff at the Ivy Drip knows that. That's a little bit of a challenge for me, but I never uh, broke that rule again. It's his blog. I don't want to uh, break his rules. But, uh, no, he, he never directed me. He never said any subject was out of bounds. Um, even though, you know, you know, the Cubs blog, it's, it's strange. It's so different than the Hawks where, I, where my day job is because – all the big Cubs blogs, maybe all of them, know that the front office reads them, and 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 uh, and there's a relationship there, which can be a little complicated, but I don't think it 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 really um, limits anyone. But it's a different world, you know. John was always aware that that people within the organization were seeing it. So if you were gonna criticize, which he was not afraid to do, you, you just had to know you were getting it right. You couldn't be making up stuff or going too far because they would hear about it, um, but he, you know, he was—he never—he. Ne- I don't—I don't recall him ever limiting me. I don't recall him, other than the Jeff Garland thing. I don't recall him ever limiting my brother. So I mean, you know, the thing about John is, you look at the Cubs blogging tree. Like every Cubs blog has a Cubs Den connection to it. It seems like every writer there went on to start his own blog or went on to something bigger. Uh, so he obviously knows talent when he sees it, and I think he just kind of let it let it grow on its own pace and uh that's why cubs den is is still the place to be exactly well i guess that's a good uh note to end it on and okay yeah i will have you back later on for a full interview and um thanks for coming on well thanks sean thanks for having me i hope uh i hope this goes well yep thank you all right sean take care now we uh move on to Jared Willis, who is one of the main recappers and feature writers for Cubs Den. And um, we talk a bit about 
John the Scout and his ability to see talent in not only baseball players but also writers. How did you start working at Cubs then? Well, um, I, I started reading Cubs then. I want to say it was right, right around the time when the 2013 season ended. Um, and like I wrote in the memorial post that we shared the other day, um, I kind of found Cubs Den just, you know, we had a new baby and I was up a lot of weird hours during the night. And so, you know, I need, I started reading a lot of, a lot of blogs and things like that and found Cubs Den along the way. Um, and so as a result of that, like I just, you know, I was an avid reader of the site for a while. And then, um, about a year after that, so near the end of 2014, um, Joe Aiello, who runs, um, View from the Bleachers, uh, put out a, a call for writers. And at first I, I kind of ignored it because I thought I never considered writing as something that I could do. Um, but just kept thinking about it and thought, I want to give this a try. And part of the reason why I wanted to do it was because I enjoyed reading John's writing so much. And so I thought, you know, here's a place where I can um, take a stab at it for myself and see how it goes. And so I wrote there um, for, it was about a year. And then in November or December of 2015, um, that's when Sean um, decided he, it was time for him to kind of step down from game recap duty. And so then John put out a call for recap writers. Um, and so I, I applied for it along with, I'm not even sure how many other people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, I was very nervous about it because Cubs Den was a site that I had had my eyes on for you know, for a while and thought, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a dream to be able to write there. And so, you know, I didn't have very high expectations when I, I sent John that email back then. Um, and then, you know, much to my surprise, I, I remember he emailed me back and said, you know, I was among the people that he was considering. And then eventually, you know, I think he asked me a couple other questions about like my availability and those kinds of things. And then eventually, I remember in, in December of 2015, I was, you know, I, I got the email from him congratulating me. And it was, you know, it was one of like the more exciting things that I've, I've had happen, especially in like, you know, just in my writing career and that, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, started then, um, wrote a few pieces during that winter just to try to, you know, get familiarize the readers with who I was because I don't think most of them knew who I was because I, I rarely commented on the site as a reader um, and so yeah that's, that's kind of how it started I, and I think at the time I, I was very aware that I felt like John was was really kind of extending an opportunity to me I don't know that I I was really one of the best people who applied I think for one reason or another he saw something and, and wanted to give me a chance. And, and honestly, like without that, I don't know. I don't think I would be, be able to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way too, because I was like, I was just a commenter. Like I just commented yeah. on the things and then I offered to do a fill in recap for him. And he kept giving me chances to write. And I was like, well, wow, this is kind of amazing. I can't believe I, got to do this and yeah it was really just for him to pick you was kind of amazing yeah it it really was and and I think that's one of the things that he was so good at was he was a great great at encouraging people and and helping people um test themselves or try something that they were unsure about um and making you feel like it was okay to 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 try and and even if it didn't work out perfectly that was all right um he i think part of the reason why he understood the cubs rebuild so much better than everyone else was he understood the value of like process and trying and failing and taking risks and but sticking to a plan um because i feel like that's what he did with his site and what he did with so many of us yeah he he was very good about encouraging us and because I'm sure some of we all of us have written stuff before that he wasn't probably thrilled with, but he would never be like really, really angry about it or push us. He would just go, right. "Yeah, that was good, but could we try this?" He was very good at yeah at massaging all of our egos. 
Yeah, I mean, he never once. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there were there were at least a few things that I wrote that he must have read and thought, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't really like this. Or I wish he would have done it more like this, or I wish he wouldn't have written this at all. But you're exactly right. He, he never came back to me and said this was bad. Um, and I've had people tell me that before in different contexts. So, you know, it's it's not as if that doesn't happen. And so you, you're right. He would come back and say. Hey, let's let's try it this way, or or you're really good at this, so maybe you should pursue that further and that sort of thing. So the way he gave feedback was always so constructive, um, which is hard to do because um, I think that really helps people feel like they can take risks and be creative, which is one of the things that I think was really important to him. Yeah, it really was, and that's the other thing I got the sense like when he would always go to the backfields and stuff. He really liked teaching and like the whole process of people learning and growing, and I think that's why he liked the minor league so much. Yeah, I, and and that's one of the things I'm not sure everybody really fully understood was how like those those minor leaguers that he would watch in the backfields. These are guys who are you know, in the lowest of the low levels of the minors, but he just loves the process of watching them learn so much um, that he, he spent, you know, he was there all the time. And, and I remember when I was there at spring training um, a year ago, so in 2016, I hung out with him for a couple of days in the backfields. And I remember how he talked about, you know, like watching infield drills, he said was one of his favorite things to do because he said you could watch guy after guy take take grounders and watch their footwork and watch the way they set up their throw and watch how accurate their throws were. And he said it was, you know, one of his favorite things was watching infield drills on the backfields in spring training. I mean, how many people are going to tell you that? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not, like not home runs, not major league right. games of all. No, no, that. And it, But that's really what he loved. Yeah, like the least glamorous thing that you can, you know, that you could think of in baseball, that was his favorite thing. It tells you, I mean, his love of the sport was so pure and so genuine. Um, it's extremely rare for someone to, to love something the way that he did baseball. Yeah. And it's one of those, I can still remember to this day, that first article he put out about, there's this kid that's converting to catcher that was blocking balls yeah. all day. And he blocked like, like a hundred balls. And, I knew this guy's going to make it. And we're all like, what? This guy that converted yeah, from third yeah. base to catcher is going to make yeah, it? I remember uh, hearing Wilson Contreras' name pop up years ago and thinking, like, I, I, who is this? I've never even heard of that guy. Um, and, of course, I mean, he was spot on. And, and, and I, similarly, right now, I think a lot of people are becoming aware of Jose Albertos. Um, the pitcher is at Eugene right now. But... You know, John was writing about Albertos like two years ago. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the time that he spent in those backfields. That's that's what happened. He knew who all these guys were long before anyone else did. Yeah, and it, I guess I'll just end with this. is We're all going to try to keep Cubs Den going, and it's it's not going to be the yeah. same, but I, I, want, I hope we can do our best to try to do him justice for all the great stuff he did on there. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for readers of the site and listeners to this to know that um, John was, you know, to call somebody one of a kind is such a cliche, um, but he's one of those people I think that we, we all recognize that, that one of the people, where that, that is actually true of him. Um, and so there's no such thing as replacing him. That's, that's not possible. And so um, we've worked really hard to develop a plan for, what, what it looks like going forward. Um, and one of the most important things to us is preserving John's legacy. And so the, ch- the site's not going to look much different. Our goal is to, to keep Cubs Den Cubs Den um, and keep doing what people have come to Cubs Den for uh, as best as we can. Yeah, and hopefully we will. But I feel yeah. good with you guys in charge, but... <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing some, some thoughts on John. Well, thanks. Thanks, Sean. It was my pleasure. Yep. No problem. Finally, we have an interview with Mike Banghart. 
better known as Dominsky. And we talk about um, a lot of stuff, including the memorials that they had at the Nisi Lounge in Chicago that helped raise more money for Never Quit. How did you start working at Cubs Den? Well, um, it was kind of a kind of a sad story. Um, I say that you know, laughing uh, feels inappropriate, but uh, the uh, uh, unfortunately the, uh, the the way that I was brought on to Cubs Den was because of passing of another member of uh, the site, Adam Fells, um, you know, brother of uh, current writer Sam Fells. Uh, he was the recap writer, the original recap writer at Cubs Den. And so when uh, when he passed away, I think it was a, a couple weeks afterwards that, that John and uh, the rest of the staff at the time, you know, decided that they, they needed to replace um, Adam um, and so I was one of the two people who was selected to do that. So that's that's how I got my start at Cubs Den. Yeah, yeah. And I came in a, about when you had been there for about a few months. I started doing fill-in recaps. So yeah. And um, so I guess I'll just. How was it to work for John? Oh well, um, it was it was great. I mean, um, I've been I've been pretty blessed. I've written at a, a number of websites now, and and I haven't had a bad experience at any of them. But um, you know, John was John was special. Um, well, for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, he gave a ton of flexibility. Um, I, I think I've put this down on paper I, at least I forget what I've what I've written and what I what I've said in, in conversations with people now but um, you know I, I have all sorts of weird crazy ideas and and John basically I can't think of a time where John's like no you, you really shouldn't do that uh, I recall I think it was last year during one of the various rain out games that we had in the middle of the season that that I had this idea of uh, you know, I was going to, because the game got canceled, I was going to play like the Super Nintendo version of Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball and write a recap of that to fill in the place. And John was like, no, hey, that yeah, you could do that. You know, it was, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of crazy because, you know, by the same token, you know, just how, you know, respected um, John was, I mean, important people in the Cubs organization, you know, read his website and, you know, by the same token, he'd let me be, you know, the goofball I am at heart. So, um, but beyond that, he also just, I mean, it's, I'm sure you, the other people you, you've interviewed have said things like this and I know it's been written a lot, but just, just how, you know, generous and selfless he really was. Um, you know, the very last conversation, direct conversation I had with him online, was about him trying to help me be a better writer. You know, I had expressed like that, you know, I was interested in doing something, didn't really feel comfortable in doing it. And, you know, he came to me with this idea. He gave me direct quotes from Jason McLeod, like something I would never have access to, to try to get me started on this piece. And I mean, that's just, that was the kind of guy he was. And that was the, the kind of boss, you know, in quotation marks. That, that he was for us yeah and I, I had a similar thing too where um, I had this big pro- idea that I had and I wanted to do about my trip to Denver and to watch the Cubs and the Rockies and I, he worked with me for like a few days to like really hone it and like really work it but it, it never got finished because I couldn't get it right but he spent like days just helping me through everything with it and it, it was really amazing yeah I know I mean he uh, you know, I, I've written, I, I know I wrote this, um, in the, the farewell, but I mean, his eye for, uh, his eye for talent went well beyond the baseball field. I mean, uh, um, you know, he really did find a, a lot of really good writers and had really give them their start. And, you know, for those of us, um, who were maybe not as quite as gifted as some of 
the ones who have gone on to do bigger and better things. Um, he really worked hard and, and tried to make us better writers. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I'm going to miss, you know, those sort of conversations. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and like, I never thought of myself as a great writer either. And it was just like, but this guy who's so great was like on your side, you felt like, you know what, maybe I am a great writer. Yeah, no, he, he certainly built, you know, you up. Um, you know, I, you know, he, he was the type of guy who, you know, well, I mean, you know, all of us were doing this, you know, as a hobby when, you know, at Cubs then. Um, but, you know, by the same token, you know, I think most of us felt like, you know, we would run through a brick wall for this guy because, uh, you know, just because, you know, he made you feel important and, you know, respected and, and cared about. I mean, he, I mean, he, you get all these, these comments, uh, you know, all these people reaching out, you know, just, you know, random people um, on Twitter or, or the commenters at Cubs Den, you know, that, you know, John really would sit down and would answer, you know, everyone's question and he wouldn't talk down to them. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't say, well, you know, you're stupid. How could you possibly think this? Even when some of the things were probably kind of silly, like all of the various, you know, Anthony Rizzo needs to be, you know, a left fielder or a second baseman or whatever, you know, he would actually like sit there and explain like, well, you know, here's why that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And also, um, I, I had this experience before I even wrote on there, I would send him messages on Twitter and stuff and he would always answer. And I was like, well, I can't believe this guy would answer my like random fan questions. And it, it was obvious that he was doing that for everybody, especially when you read the comments now. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I've heard that direct experience, you know, talking, you know, with people that I know with, you know, in real life who, you know, are, are Cubs fans and, you know, you know, and spend a little bit of time online, but, you know, aren't nearly as obsessed with this as, uh, say you and I, um, but, you know, who, you know, made that exact point of like how, you know, how John really would take the time to, to answer, you know, all these questions. And that is pretty different than a lot of the other, than a lot of, uh, the bigger writers that are around. Um, you know, it, John really did seem to be kind of the, the same guy, no matter what happened. Yeah. And actually I was going to tell you something that, um, I took as a big compliment, but I know you're kind of self-deprecating a lot about yourself, a lot of self-doubt, but, um, John was telling me when he was helping me work on them stuff that, he really liked my voice and it was a lot like your voice of writing. And he thought that I could be as good as you. And I was like, I was impressed with that because I think you're pretty good. And it really made me feel good to hear him say that to me. Well, uh, you know, there's a bit of, uh, it's a bit of flattery on, on both our part. I think, um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, that, that, that John liked the way I write a uh, wrote, um, was, you know, that's, that is important to me. And, and I know he'd said that to me, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's, uh, you know, the past few days, I think it's, it's become, you know, sort of more clear just how much, you know, he, he really did respect and like all of us. I mean, you know, I guess I had no reason to doubt it, but, uh, it, it really is, you know, kind of starting to hit me here. Just, uh, just how special that was. Um, but yeah, no, he really did, um, you know, he really did go out of his way to, to make other people, you know, feel good. And, and it was genuine. It was authentic. It wasn't, you know, him just, you know, saying things because that's what you wanted to hear. You know, John, you know, John told you what, you know, he thought. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you mentioned me being, you know, full of, you know, self-doubt and, you know, generally, you know, uh, go by with, you know, self-deprecating jokes and such. And that, you know, is very true. But, uh, you know, one of the sites that I wrote for before, um, I got brought on at, at Cubs Den was a Cubs insider, um, you know, which was, was run by Tom Loxes, who of course was working with, um, John, you know, when the site first really was getting going. Um, and I recall, you know, 
conversation with Tom where, um, where basically going through again, one of the things of like, Oh, you know, you know, I don't really know why, you know, you, you want me around like, you know, you know, full of self doubt, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm just writing, you know, garbage here. None of this makes any sense or is good, you know? And, you know, Tom was, you know, like, Oh no, no, you know, you're, 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 you're doing good. You know, you're doing good, you know? And he mentioned sort of in passing, you know, even John thinks, you know, you know, you're a good at analyst and, you know, you know, that carried me for weeks, you know, just that one sentence. Um, yeah, yeah, it is kind of. It was yeah, because just because he was so good. I mean, none of us will ever be able to be as good as John. I mean, it's just not going to happen. No, he had a he um, he had a very unique voice. Um, he was a very strong writer. Um, if I if I can just be a fraction of the writer that that he was, I'd be very happy. Um, and beyond that, um, you know, in a baseball sense, in a very real sense, I mean, he he was a respected voice within baseball. I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, a guy that, you know, people look up to, you know, on the Internet. You know, a lot of people ask questions and follow. But, like, he legitimately was accepted in a very insular world of baseball scouting where, you know, if you're not, you know, kind of born into it, you know, by either, you know, playing at a fairly high level or, you know, being, you know, connected through family, it's very hard to get accepted. Um, yeah. But, you know, as you, I mean, as you've seen uh, online with the pictures and, and the stuff, um, you know, uh, you know, all the, the tweets from players, um, you know, Jason McLeod himself, you know, <laughs> tweeting out, you know, the Cubs organization itself. I mean, uh, he was, he was a big deal. Um, he never really acted like it, but he really was. Yeah. And he was very humble. Like, but there was always like stories that I'd heard that I don't know if he said it, but other people were saying that he was offered scouting jobs to be scout for major league teams. And he just, he wasn't interested in that. He liked writing and stuff more. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I've, I've heard that as well. Um, I know he's told me, not, not, not in a bragging way, but, you know, in that sort of John way of just sort of, you know, stating here, you know, sort of, uh, you know, this is what happens and this is how, you know, you know, that, you know, that he was proud of it, but not, you know, sort of in your face, like, look at how, how much, how great I am. Um, but, you know, that, you know, not only was it that, you know, people within the Cubs organization uh, that would come up and ask him questions, you know, um, other scouts from other teams like would ask him kind of, you know, well, who's who's the under the radar guy that, you know, we should be asking for in a deal like, you know, you know, who, you know who's going to be, you know, that sort of Wilson Contreras, you know, and that's that's the level of. That that's the level of respect that his his scouting eye had, and it's one of the things where you know I you know us personally you know getting to work with him is, is one thing, but you know just you know the the Cubs internet world in general, we are really really lucky that we have had and still have some really awesome writers. Um, you know, Sahad of Sharma is amazing. You know, Fred uh, Taylor does a great job. And John, John was, I mean, John was a, basically a, a major league scout that was writing all of this stuff for us for free. Um, and so yeah. it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a huge loss that, uh, you know, that that's never going to be replaced, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think the final thing I'll ask you is I was in Montana, of course, so I can't, but all the other Cubs Den writers, went to the um, fundraiser and memorial for John at the Nisi Lounge. And I just wanted to know a little bit about what was that like? Um, it was, it was a really positive experience for me. Um, you know, not, not everyone was able to make it out, of course. Um, you know, uh, a few people had commitments and a few of you guys, um, live pretty far away. So it wasn't, uh, 
uh, it wasn't, you know, possible for you guys to make it out. Um, this honestly was really kind of the first time that, uh, I had come out to, to an event to meet, you know, all these people who I've been communicating for years, you know, through Twitter, through writing blogs and, and commenting back and forth. Um, and so it was a really nice experience for me to actually, you know, get to meet, um, you know, Jared Willis and, uh, Miles Phelps, who, I mean, honestly, um, I don't know how, how I, how the, the site and, you know, just ourselves, I don't know how we would have really functioned if we didn't have sort of that, that core group of us, um, you know, working to kind of keep things going. And so it was really nice to, to actually, you know, talk face to face. Um, what was really, um, awesome for me too was that, um, John's wife, uh, Stacy and, uh, his sister Sandra were able to be there. And so just a chance to, to talk with them and share stories since, um, I never actually got to meet John in person. Um, it, it, for me, it felt like it gave me a sense of connection that I, I had never had prior. Um, and so, oh, um, and, and, you know, me, you know, in that group with, uh, you know, Jared and Miles, um, you know, Sam Fells was there too and was talking at times, but, uh, you know, to be able to kind of share stories back and forth about what John meant to us, um, very it was a very yeah. positive and, and special experience so so it was cool to see you know all the people that all the people that came out and also uh you know have to say you know miles you know who put together the uh the GoFundMe uh with the help of the cubs um you know uh it was pretty cool they brought out uh it was this really weird item to auction off it was a, a cleat that was John Lester's cleat, but John Lackey wore it. So that got auctioned off. And, uh, so that was, uh, it was just a really positive experience. Yeah. And, um, the best part too, is that, uh, the goal that for the, for the fundraiser was to get $5,000 to the GoFundMe. And, uh, they ended up getting like over 7,000. So it was really great. Yeah, no, it was, it was really well done. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about this stuff. And I really, talking to all you guys about this really made me feel a lot better and hearing all the stories like it. Yeah, I really feel connected to you guys, talking to you guys about John on these interviews. So I hope this is a good thing. Yeah, no, um, no, I mean, I think uh, when you first came to me with the uh, the idea it was a little soon for me but uh but now uh but now it's been good and so thank you yep thank you uh, i just want to end this by saying thank you to john you believed in me and gave me a shot and you helped so many other people so thank you for everything and we'll tip a scotch to you john Go Cubs.